I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamphlet from What Culture, to look ahead to this weekend's episode of AEW Collision. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Collision, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Tupac. Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with the mega quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet Talk ahead to AEW Collision this weekend. Rolling back the years, taking ourselves back to 2020, recording this on Google Meets. I do apologize. It's my fault. I'm full of cold. And yeah, I just didn't really want to infect the office because Hamlet's got the best weekend ever planned. Yeah, like the summer holidays as a... Uh... Like, as you'll one day soon enough, Wilborn, know yourself, are a mixed blessing because it really is a time where you get that like precious family time that's off there. Like, it's right out of the Marks and Spencer's Christmas advert. And it's like, it's realistically the family time that you sold, but can rarely actually take advantage of. You might go away on a holiday together because the kids are off school. You take a break from your work, even if you're lucky like us and have a job that we absolutely love. Yeah. It's just, it's this sort of like almost. Uh, for our American listeners, like almost hallmark adjacent family time. It's also pandemic adjacent family time and the schools are closed and you're going to kill each other. So <laughs> you find yourself like navigating, I've said it to you before, and I don't know if I've brought this up, but the system doesn't work, mate. Yep. So like kids have approximately like 12 to 15 weeks off school a year or various other days, whatever it is. And most average jobs, if you're lucky in full-time work, maybe allow you 20 to 25 days a year. Sometimes you get to take more, but even then that's at the expense of your colleagues or your work getting done or whatever. Uh, it doesn't work. It does not work. So every single day and week has to be like ordered. It's got to be to regiment, basically. Now, the negatives are, of course, it's a it's plate spinning beyond the usual plate spinning is being a parent. The positives are, if you're fortunate enough to have grandparents or family members or friends that aid you with your childcare in any way, then the summer holidays is where they do a bit of bulk purchasing. <laughs> and as we record this, it's Friday, and I love the kids. I never want my sort of weathered remarks to come across like I don't. I love them. 
but it's the summer holidays i know they're so excited because they're going to go to grandma's for a few days and what does that mean it's an empty house at mom and dad's for a few days and it's overlapped with my wife going on a work night out which means i've got the house to myself and i've already explained to you before we started recording the sheer mountains of crap i'm yep. going to shovel in like i'm going to continue to make this square head round over the course of one weekend but sunday 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 when i will be watching collision this show could be heroes of wrestling bad right <laughs> and nothing is going to bring me down on it because i reckon it is a single figure amount of days in a calendar year that an alarm or a child doesn't wake me up oh god neither of those things are going to be the case on sunday so like elton's going to be singing saturday in the credits and i'm going to be singing sunday sunday morning <laughs> sunday morning sunday morning sunday morning sunday morning I, I cannot wait like i'm buzzing for this show because i'm buzzing for the experience of watching this show and it's funny that we are doing this as you say like a throwback to 2020 when this was all the time collision's very much a throwback to 2020 because it was when aw was good <laughs> uh, well this yeah. show does look fantastic um with the obvious starting and probably ending point for us here being the trios championship match it is the house of black putting their titles on the line this seemingly came out of nowhere last wild. week wild house of black versus ftr and cm punk better known as cmftr um oh my god is there any way that titles change hands what is the what's the phrase dealer's choice what are they going to pick for that oh yeah because <laughs> that has half come back hasn't it the last um the house of black squash last week brought the um the wacky likes back didn't it yeah it was the the one and, with um, like andretti and darius martin and what have you julia hart had to leave and so like i guess it's it's kind of half back a little bit at this point the um this is interesting right because if you if i know that the brand split if it was ever going to be one already kind of isn't because we're starting to have more than just qtv working multiple brands and the young books uh ftr match reflects the first uh dynamite versus collision match if you want to call it that that feels like the first like ricky stark since collision started hasn't been back on dynamite for example yeah so there's certain wrestlers that are dear to certain nights but for the obviously it's going to just be a soft soft brand split but if you consider there to be a fairly solid collision roster and a fairly solid dynamite roster with the usuals, is this match, this trio's title match, like the biggest thing collision has? It kind of feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Like collision's got a world champion in the in the real world's champion CM Punk. It's got tag team champions in FTR, and it's got trios champions in House of Black, and they're all in the match. And all the belts are on well, not all the belts are on the line, but like basically the main champions, the top stars, could suddenly have all the belts. This Imagine them draped in gold to close out this show. Yeah, like I don't think they can win, but I love that we're being given this match so so close to Wembley, so close to All Out in Chicago. Both shows that theoretically could carry a lot of significance for CM Punk, the first wrestler in AW to mention Wembley Stadium. Let's not forget, and indeed the man that has been called out by Samoa Joe. Look, I don't think like the predictions of other people getting involved in this is that out there is it mm -hmm. um but i do love the ways in which they can get not just to wembley but also to potential other programs let's look at the moving pieces here um the acclaimed are back in action tonight yeah. i don't want to step on the dick of that but there's very little to preview the return to action it's going to be a squash and 
Anthony Bones in particular is wanting to pay a tribute to Billy Gunn, right? The acclaimed and Billy Gunn, with Billy Gunn's career on the line, career versus trios belts, one last chance, feels Wembley, doesn't it? Yeah. Right? So that is interesting to me that the acclaimed are booked on this show while the House of Blake have got the belts on the line. So that's potentially there lingering in the background. Now, if the acclaimed were to come out and try and help CMFTR, that feels like the kind of interference that FTR wouldn't particularly like. Mm-hmm. So you are planting seeds for the acclaimed in a post-Billy Gun world wanting another pop at the tag belts. So there's that, right? I think the House of Blake are going to win. But th- let's just pretend that that's a possibility and then yeah. that, that feeds this acclaimed House of Black last last chance match, let's call it, because it's not a rubber match. They've lost twice. Yeah. Like, let's see if we can have two bad matches and one good one and call it a 2-1. Like, <laughs> that, can be the, that can be the trick of the Wembley match. For CMFTR, you mentioned dealer's choice. Samoa Joe feels like the obvious interference runner. But, I mean, I can't remember if I've mentioned this in a podcast, but I just feel the more I say it, the more I might manifest it. The idea that the match is going on and all hell is breaking loose, and then Matt and Nick Jackson arrive and super kick FTR, and it's this big statement of intent, and Ian Riccoboni's going nuts. Oh, my God, the Young Bucks are on collision. But that's not all. They super kick FTR, Dax and Cash roll to the floor, and who happens to just be stood in the ring? It's CM Punk, right? And there's CM Punk on one side of the ring and the Young Bucks on the other. And then before anything, like you get, let's say, two seconds. It feels like a lifetime, but it's two seconds yeah. to register that these three men are staring at each other. By this point, Dax and Cash have rolled around to the other side of the ring and pulled their legs. And then they're brawling with um, the Young Bucks on the floor. And then, like, the House of Black do the triple team on Punk, and they pin the world champion to retain the trios title. And then, like, Punk is down and out, decimated, and then Samoa Joe rolls up to, to pick the spot, basically pick the bones of CM Punk and force Punk to accept his Wembley challenge. Look, he, he said it himself, uh, Samoa Joe, if you make me wait, I will make sure to convince you. And how good is he at these storylines? Like, Regal! Bring me Nakamura or bring me my title. He's great at like basically holding yeah. holding the world hostage to his demands. God, there's so many different permutations. Like I say, I agree. I think House of Black leave as trios champions, obviously. But what if they say, dealer's choice, if you got engaged in the last few days, you have to lay down for 10 seconds at the start of the match. Just, I, still, I still think we've nailed it. The four-second lie down. <laughs> Four seconds. That's all I need. <laughs> uh, the the, uh, the dealer's choice thing. I don't know. I don't know what you like. Is the dealer's? It would be a very CM Punk thing. Like the man is switched on all the way on. Like dealer's choice. You can choose what you want. Uh, you know, like the, CM Punk would be the I wish for three more wishes guy. Yeah. So he's like my dealer's choice is you never allow dealer's choice again. Ring the bell. And then that stipulation is dead and CM Punk claims responsibility for killing it. I love it. <laughs> Just, like, it's the, it's the most trivial element of an, like, a frankly, like, early days dynamite graphic drop. This is, like, this is, we talked on Dynamite Review, which I would recommend you go back and listen, because I yeah. think it's, I'm quite proud of what I felt was a balanced appraisal of a strange show to review, um, especially without Sidgwick there providing the actual insight. <laughs> like. I was doing my Sidgwick tribute act as best as I could. The this, you know how we said that the um, MJF Adam Cole stuff 
in like an emotional way feels the polar opposite to Jericho's acting with the Jericho Appreciation Society and Don Callis as the oh my god I can't believe this match is happening it's almost too much for my head to comprehend is the polar opposite to BCC and Lucha Brothers again yeah like this is was still collision not just because it's fresh and still quite new but it's got that uh brand new dream matches you can't believe that all these wrestlers occupy the same space energy to it and this is probably the my favorite exhibition of it yet i checked uh Sidious twitter this morning by the way and he was just as fizzing as we are about the whole jas bollocks and oh, what you said i've not seen this yet yeah like the lack of any real blood feuds as well for uh for all in somebody like uh, several people have pitched this now um Chris Chopping, I think, is one off the top of my head. And I, I apologise, as as I always do when I haven't named people. But know that if you said this to me on Twitter, I did read it, and I'm effectively putting you over now. Um, a lot of people highlighted something we didn't on the podcast, which is that if the Lucha Brothers are looking for a third man, a reconciliation with Eddie Kingston suddenly makes that trio's match interesting again. Yeah. Let's be real about this. It's because it's Kingston and Mox, isn't it? But like, suddenly that matters again. And Eddie Kingston is the one man that can turn like a minor argument into a blood feud. So that might answer that might answer the blood feud query a little bit if Eddie Kingston lines up. Yeah, he's. Uh, I've just I've just gone on this Twitter. Do you remember the? Uh, is it the Vine where he's like? So no head, and then he like breaks his skateboard and smashes his phone. Yeah, he's done that for so no Omega singles match because now apparently it's going to be Omega Hangman and Kota Ibushi versus uh, Jay White, Juice Robinson, and um, Takeshita. Okay, uh, hmm, I got fifty reactions at once to that. There, yeah, I, I, hmm, I, I need I need some time with that. I don't hate it. I don't love it. If it means they come out to Kansas, I won't be happy. <laughs> Battle cry, please. Also, he hated uh, Hardy's books, just like we did. <laughs> it's just the generosity of spirit I saw to that match. I can only assume is because people felt bullied by Matt Hardy shouting at people on the internet. Like the the fans in the building had a good time, did they? <laughs> I. Think what you like. Listen to us. Like, and listen to us thinking what we want to think and do that yourselves and enjoy what you wish to enjoy and don't like what you don't like. Fake false positivity is just as bad as nonsense negativity for clicks. And yeah. let me let me just say we provide neither. Like, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. There's always this look, there's never not discourse and it's stupid to get trapped in it but i just think like you can also overreact on people's criticism towards a match like yeah. it, it, we mock sometimes that we have to we have to do that like never taking a bump because a lot of wrestlers genuinely believe that's like a that's your point of entry to be able to say something about it like i've never made a film but i'm allowed to talk to you about the pros and cons of barbie aren't i yeah. once, I've, once i've seen it what cons? Well, exactly. This is it. That's come from a man that's clearly not seen the film. Because if yeah. I had, I would know, wouldn't I? Maybe I'll go to Barbie tomorrow afternoon. Oh, is it weird? Is it weird to go by yourself to watch Barbie? Not if you pink on a Saturday afternoon. I've got a lot yeah. of pink. Dust off my uh, pink cons. <laughs> 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Um, yeah, I think when it comes to uh, wrestling discourse, Hanflo, uh, watch this. Um, some people want to have their cake and eat it too. Speaking of which, um, CM Punk was complaining about Ricky Starks <laughs> in the fallout from last week's collision. Yeah. Ricky Starks is doing it all in. And is there a chance, I keep saying this, I'm going to keep manifesting this until it happens, that he works Ricky Steamboat? Ooh, well, Wembley. Yeah. I don't hate that. Does it seem to you like it does to me that where the reason Punk is... So Punk's, well, like, hot take. Punk is the best. Uh, right now, despite the fact that this man is a heel, this man is a bad guy, right? Yeah. The reason he's turned up the babyface filter is it feels like he's going to defend the belt against Starks and the rubber match all out in Chicago, right? Maybe, yeah. That's like, if there's a reason to keep him as, like... Like one last babyface defense is he finally puts Ricky in his place in Chicago as the as the good guy, and then he comes out on collision, and maybe like the first thing he can do on on, on his like first collision after all out is like, uh, hey, how about them young guys? Huh? I thought they were supposed to step up, and then that's it. Then he just goes full Hogan. Then he just really starts crushing souls, and it's MJF or Adam Cole that's got to be like, yeah, how about us young guys, old man? <laughs> and that's where we go. Um, Ricky Starks and Ricky Steamboat is not terrible. And just to the point of the Omega Six Man, um, Punk's promo, which is excellent, check it out if you can find it. I saw it. Somebody uploaded it to Twitter, but is it from like to Collision have like a control desk or something? Yeah, it was on. It was definitely on Control Center for before Dynamite, which obviously previews both shows. Okay, right. Yeah, it's check it out on there. He's in the locker room after the fact, and he, it's so great. He's eating cake, and you know when Punk's on the puddings, it means that things are about to get real. And he basically just quite um, quite bluntly says that there are far too many enemies that you've just made as a result of what you've done to Ricky Steamboat, that worrying about me should be the last of your worries. So they could easily do, um, they could easily pivot to somebody else from the collision locker room. It's a traditionalist's roster, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there's got to be somebody kicking around. Uh, that could potentially be a partner for Ricky Steamboat that allows for a hot tag full of some cool-ass dragon suplexes 
while oh my god Wilborn, i've got an idea well i've got i've got the roster page up in front of me can i pitch you a match first go on wait a minute uh, lean back on your chair uh, time to play the game. game time to play the game <laughs> <laughs> um what about check this right ricky steamboat a legend a respected icon versus ricky starks and Taz's newest enemy, Jack Perry, Ooh. and that's where Hook slots in. Wow. Like, you've just got these two disrespectful dickheads and Ricky Steamboat, and then Hook is like, I'll help you. And then that falls Taz and be like, yeah, we've beaten you two losers, and then I'm going to get the FTW back, belt back off you. Works for me. we got the roster page up. Got the roster page up. Go on, Em. Uh, so what will the match be? Ricky Starks on one side, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on the other. Mystery partners for both. Okay, so who do you want to start with? Let's start with Starks. Yeah, okay. Okay, usual uh, Pro Evo rules apply. Three, well, three skips. <laughs> three skips. Three jokes. Um, Stop. Okay. You've got a good choice here. you got a really good five. Oh, it's five, isn't it? I was going to ask. A five. <laughs> you might be quite busy at all in Darby Allen. Ah, okay. Uh, twist. Okay. I'm going to stay on the same row. One. Colton Gunn. Uh, the guns, actually. And if it was a six man, you could see the guns, couldn't you, and Ricky Starks? Oh. I'm right. No, let's. We don't do this very often. I'm going to gamble. I'm going to gamble, Jim. We're going to twist and we're going to have, like, I'm stuck with the third, aren't I? Yeah, you're stuck with whoever you pick. So Ricky Stark's partner, stop two. <laughs> A returning Danhausen. <laughs> yes, great. He is very evil. He'd probably call him Dragon Man or something. He'd call he he'd call him he'd call him like Steamboat Ricky, like Steamboat Willie. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Steamboat Ricky. Um, all right. in, in Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's corner. Stop. Uh, well, Hook would work because of Hookhausen, obviously. Uh, uh, two. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Just going to be. Well, no, because he's st still not a singles match. But Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Imagine that, like, he's sitting down with Jim Ross and it's all sort of serene and it's like, uh, yeah, I think we both know why I'm here. Um, <laughs> I've been watching AW Collision and we all go, huh? he's going to do it, he's going to do it. And I too was raging with uh, Ricky Starks <laughs> and, I and I don't care for that Danhausen and at Wembley Stadium. What? That is, oh my God. We've got it. Tick. Fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we sort of touched on it, but is it just going to be a straightforward squash match for the acclaimed, or is there going to be any bonus things attached to it for you? Uh, it, the match and the squash is straightforward, but like Billy Gunn's boots around Anthony Bones neck, the rap being a, um, a come and get us plea by Max Caster for Billy Gunn to return to the fold. Um, the I would like the acclaim to win here, and obviously everything's going to be in a tribute to Billy Gunn, and their their characters seem to be wanting him back. 
that was like that plea last week that he reconsider retirement. But you can do two things at once. You can ask for Billy Gunn back and you can make it about Billy Gunn. I think, like I say, I think there's something to be done with a retirement in Wembley. Like they go for yeah. the trios titles and it's belts versus career. I think there's something to that. But what if, because it's collision and because you kind of, you've got this fairly small roster to play with and you, you kind of set things up. One of my favorite little tricks, like, is it just me or does it feel like FTR's tag title reign only really started when collision started? Yeah. Like yeah this idea right. that you, you build a team and you build them anywhere you want, really, but you build a team. Like they had that Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal match at double or nothing. But beyond that, it's like somebody gets into FTR's orbit, has a great match on collision, and on we move. Like if FTR beat the Bucks, or for that matter, to be fair, if the Bucks win the tag belts, if the acclaimed have spent the last month going, we really want Billy Gunn back. We also want our tag belts back. You mm. put in place the next story before your existing pay-per-view is finished. And it's good character development. The acclaimed should feel like the Billy Gunn stuff is fun, but it's also fluff. Like the acclaimed should never not want to have one eye on the belts. Yeah, exactly. And they were, yeah, weirdly sort of distracted from all that recently. So mm. I think what happens is, yeah, they do a straightforward squash and they say, come on, Billy, we need you back. We want to go after those trios titles. And then main event, let's have it all. Joe kills Punk, Bucks attack FTR. Yeah. House of Black is standing tall. Lights go down, lights come back up. Billy Gunn's back on the stage. Oh, yes. And then just rip off the bed. You might as well. Right. And he says, Well, here's his leg. After the beating you gave me, one thing I'm not is ready to face you at Wembley Stadium for the trio's titles alongside the acclaimed. But I believe that the fans who scissor deserve a replacement. I think you know the guy, and he rips his, he's got trousers on, like yeah. he's uh, Angel Garza or whatever. Mm -hmm. He rips them off, and he's got Union Jack uh, trunks on, and he says, I think you know the guy. He's called Mr. Bottom. <laughs> I thought you were going to replace Daddy Ass with Father Arse. <laughs> he's Father Mr. Bottom. Also, did we call him once Monsieur Bottom? Monsieur Bottom, yeah. Yeah. That's the when they, when they go uh, <laughs> when they go over to Paris. Mr. Bottom. Mr. Bottom. That is not. Do not be fooled by a YouTube algorithm telling you that's a CBB's character when you're putting things on for your kid. That's <laughs> yeah. a totally different video. Uh, finally, we've got Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale versus Mercedes Martinez and the newly healed Diamante, who we've been informed, thank you to everyone who tweeted this to us, uh, has been doing lots of great stuff on Ring of Honor. Mm. But unfortunately, we don't watch that because we've got too much bloody wrestling, basically. Yeah. Uh, but this should be a load of fun. These, all these four work brilliantly together. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> four way for the TBS with all of them. Off of like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I was trying to, uh, off the back of, you know, we uh, get to buy because she's just turned heel for some reason. Yeah. We, Mercedes Martinez and Chris Statland was really good. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think there's yet the juice to run that back as a singles. Um, Willow Nightingale has to be on the Wembley card for me. God, yeah. Uh, and it appears that she's on this section of AW's television rather than the other side. So TBS contention feels more likely than 
World or Ring of Honor. And just on Ring of Honor for a second, Ibu um, of WrestlePurists, hey. uh, a great follow on Twitter and a, a good crack all the way around, big fan. Um, and I think he listens. So hello, Ibu, if you are listening. I saw a tweet um, and I think it was Ibu. And if it's not, I apologize for putting over somebody else um, about Athena potentially um, beating down Thunder Rosa. Should Thunder Rosa make a like, you know, dramatic return? She's tweeted that um, she's this close to returning. She's got like yeah. one, one more week, is it? And she's going to have um, another test. Thing isn't she next week or something? I, I swear I saw in her vlog. Yeah. Um, speaking of friends of the channel, Thunder Rosa, like we'd, it'd be amazing to have her back, and it'd be vindication at a bare minimum, vindication for Thunder Rosa to uh, like get this not only return but return and immediately walk down the aisle at Wembley Stadium it's like yeah. you've, been out, you've been out a long time you ate a lot of unfair sh- off a lot of people like this goes back remember like she how long has she been out and do you remember when the story first broke and check the outlet that broke it and um, mm. it was a legitimate injury and that initially was poo-pooed by other wrestling journalists yeah we we got a scoop on that one didn't we we did and she's still out this has been uh, what must have been physically a torrid time for her. Um, December eleventh, yeah. I've got oh here. Gosh. That's wild, you know. And um, I like Ibu's pitch was. I was just checking the specifics of it there because I wanted to double check what if what what I thought he'd said was the case. Thunder Rosa makes a heroic return um, on a collision. I'm back. I'm so excited. And Athena rocks up and power bombs on the apron like Kevin Steen, like Kevin Owens. Like just oh, how's your back? fixed is it i'm gonna re-break it bang and straight away like thunder rosa's barely back and athena's just debuted as a killer heel that would make now this is why i love this idea but why it's fundamentally flawed that would mean there would be three women's matches on all in wow uh, also i realized the aw's thunder rosa injured story actually came out in august last summer yeah i was going to say december seemed quite recent that was an update so, yeah yeah um so yeah you could have three women's matches you could have a, a variation of these four, maybe just Willow in singles, possibly, because Mercedes has had her shot. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully three matches. Um, and I'm just I mentioned Thunder Rosa and Athena there because kind of to sort of again to tease out what we talked about at length on Dynamite, which you can go and listen to. It's like the women's division. There's been a couple of statements of intent lately, but. You've got to do loads of that, loads of it for ages. Otherwise, you're not going to find that faith from people because they've been burned too many times in the past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've no doubt that uh, you should have at least, yeah, Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale on that all-in mm. card for me. Even if <laughs> the uh, effort that's going into booking women's matches are all-in is very in keeping with the effort into booking women's matches, just generally in AEW, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we can have another tournament, is it? Like, they can't do two concurrent women's title tournaments. So they can't even, like, there's no, now there's no rankings, and none of this is really a blood feud other than Martinez hitting Statlander with a belt last week. There's no, you can't do the sporting framework way to a title match in, what are we on now, 14 days or something? No, 16 days? I don't know, not many. Not many days away from Wembley. Like, you can't set up another, like, tournament without it being a rush thing like the world title. Yeah. 
Well, let us know your thoughts ahead of AEW Collision this weekend on Exit News. At What Culture WWE. Watch well, say you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamplet at Michael Hamplet. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, for daily wrestling podcasts, um, you can check out the SmackDown preview with myself and Hamplet from earlier on today, right now. And hopefully, normal service, well, depending on if. This guy decides to show up or not. Normal service will hopefully resume on Monday and we'll be back to review AW Collision and, of course, SmackDown as well. And look ahead to Monday Night Raw. But for now, uh, this has been the AW Collision preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend that I don't right (laughs) now. Hold it in, hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.